Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews, coming at you online and in print format at nicktiffany.com, in audio and podcast form, wherever you get your podcasts, and even in video on YouTube, or Reels, or TikTok. You pretty much find us everywhere. Today we are back to talk, you know, what should be an 80s B-movie, you know, B-movie, haha, pun not intended, but we're talking the beekeeper and I saw a lot of chatter around this movie. I, you know, I caught up to it a few weeks after it came out. January has just been a busy month. So, you know, getting back to, to some of these B movies like this and mean girls wasn't like top priority. I didn't have to be there right on opening weekend. And that doesn't usually happen, but we're coming off of Oscar season playing catch up on tons of foreign and independent films that are finally getting distribution. So Gave myself a little grace and some space at the beginning of the month, and we're back. Saw Mean Girls, didn't love it. Would have rather gone and seen The Beekeeper instead of that, so what did I do? I went and saw The Beekeeper after that, and I had a much better time than I did watching Mean Girls, which I probably could have watched a lot of things, and that would have been the case. However, I genuinely had a pretty good time with The Beekeeper, despite how silly, stupid, and standard it may be. Now, this is another Jason Statham vehicle. Everything the man does is usually entertaining to a degree, I would say. I think as far as some of the Hollywood action stars go, he's one of the few who's pretty bankable. People love him. Everybody loves that gruff voice. You know, He's great. You throw him in the Fast and the Furious movies, Everything's already a little bit more enjoyable. Uh, so it's great to see him pairing up with the director who's just as capable. So that's and that's kind of what drew me to the beekeeper a little bit more than your standard Statham Fair. You know, the Meg 2 and Expendables 4 or 5, whatever Expendables we were on. You know, enjoyable moments. He kicks ass for sure. But the movie around him and the talent around him is questionable. So when I saw that David Ayer was going to be directing this movie, not writing it necessarily, but directing it at least, I got a little more hopeful. Ayer is famous for, well, he wrote the screenplay for Training Day. He directed Fury with Brad Pitt. He did the Suicide Squad, the first Suicide Squad movie, Margot Robbie and Will Smith. Um, you know, he's also done a few other middling Netflix projects here and there, but by and large, David Ayer badass dude he's got a real appreciation especially for anybody who's served in the military anybody who's been in the navy air force you know he is a guy who shines end of watch he also directed so you know he grew up especially around service whether it was police naval military otherwise um and so a lot of his films kind of highlight or come back to some of that or work with those different groups or agencies and the beekeeper in very 80s fashion, you know, and I say 80s B-movie fashion because the direction here is stronger than the script. The script is enjoyable, doesn't give you too much to work on, but also laughs at itself almost. This whole notion of what a beekeeper is, you know, Jason Statham very plainly is a beekeeper in the movie. You know, he's retired. You don't know totally from what, but he's renting out a farm from this old woman who, you know, he'll tell you himself, she's kind of the only person that ever really cared for him, makes him some meals, just shows an interest in his life. 
Um, and so when she falls victim to a cybersecurity scam, she loses all of her retirement pension, you know, charity money that was supposed to go to young children, millions just gone in an instant. And unfortunately, she takes her life. And when Statham's character finds out what happened, you know, uh, he's going to come out of retirement and he's going to kill anybody responsible. And part of not not that it was a tagline, but something he routinely says in the film is like, you know, people who pick on the weakest of society, there's a special place in hell for me. You know, they essentially they get what's coming to them. And that was something where I didn't totally expect that to be as powerful or as prevalent a message throughout the film. But I, you know, I resonated with it. I liked watching some of these slimy pieces of crap get their heads bashed in with a telephone or having their fingers sawed off or whatever it was because they spend their time trying to, you know, just slimy scum of the earth, trying to take people's hard earned money. And, you know, it is something that's all too common. Unfortunately, I'm sure everybody's got grandparents who will fall in victim for some scam or another had to change their cards, ID theft, whatever it is. It's just horrible that there are people who pray on those who just are more susceptible, who just don't know, who are too trusting. And it was really refreshing to see those people get their teeth kicked in. Um, and that is like most of the fuel of this movie that kind of kept me just engaged and enjoyable. Is it's like, you know, how far does this go? You've got all these call centers. You've got different rings. You've got people operating out of ghost corporations, making it hard to track the money. But, you know because he's a beekeeper, Jason Statham's on the case. And you never really know what a beekeeper is. Different members at the White House and CIA and FBI just, you know, mentioned like, they said he was a beekeeper. And then, you know, one person, some director of whatever will be like, a beekeeper. We got to stay away from this one, man. I'm like, those, we don't even have clearance to know what those guys are. So clearly, you know, when everything goes wrong and the agencies can't solve it, you send in the beekeeper. And of course, there's tons of bee puns. You kicked the bee's nest, you know, honey puns here and there. They, you know, there's a moment where John Wick-esque, they go after his bees. And I genuinely was kind of shocked at first. I was like, wow, you know, you're just like straight up trying to murder some bees here. The way in which they did it was like shocking at first. But I, I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of reactions to this film from people who I genuinely trust. You know, I think the consensus is, you know what you're getting with Jason Statham for the most part. I think the action and the direction is definitely going to be kicked up a notch than what most people are used to. But the script is going to be still pretty much more of the same as what you kind of expect from a Statham film. And I don't know. I had a good time. That's it is the plus side to not always maybe taking this film critic job as seriously, maybe as some others do. That's not to say that I don't watch something and have critiques or have things that I want to share about it or find like, oh, I like that they did this, but not that. But, you know, doing that for 100 plus movies a year and there's people who do 200 to 500 movies a year, it takes a lot out of you. And sometimes it feels like a disservice almost to the film to go and like, ah oh, man, this movie was the biggest piece of crap I ever saw. 
but I know, I knew going into it, all of the pieces combining there, I was like, I knew that this wasn't going to be some Oscar winning movie or some Spielbergian epic or something. You know, I, it's hard to go into every movie with the mentality of like, this is going to be, you know, I've got to pay the most attention. I've got to judge this at the highest level because it's, I don't know, all of art wants to do different things. And so I think the mission here was give people a kick-ass time at the movies, maybe make them laugh a little bit, and just continue to prove that Statham rules. And for me, they pretty much did just that. Might have felt a little long towards the end. Either way, though, I mean, they kept peeling back layers. It's one of those, like, you know, this goes all the way to the top. But where does that stop? Um, I don't know. I just, it was fun. It was a good time. Not the greatest movie overall, probably. You know, you won't see it in my best top 10 lists or anything like that. But if you need to unplug your brain for a little bit, relax, take in a movie, laugh, go like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that with other people. This is a great film to do that for. And as I'm making this review, it's already out on digital. It's still playing in theaters, but you can watch it at home now too, I think for 20 bucks or whatever. So, you know, you can save yourself the trip to the theater if you'd like, and you can still have all that enjoyment from your couch at home. You know, so far, Mean Girls, Beekeeper, you know, a mild, mild start to the year. You know, glad we enjoyed Beekeeper. I've already seen Godzilla Minus One, Minus Color a few times now, so you're probably going to get a review for that because the next thing that comes out probably isn't till we get Argyle. So, and I'm, I don't know how I feel about that one either. So it's, it's going to be interesting, but stay tuned. We'll have plenty of stuff coming up. As I said, in the last episode, Dune two lies on the horizon. Each day we get closer. I don't know about you guys, but I am counting down the days because that's just going to be awesome. Tenet is getting a reissue in IMAX for a week as Warner brothers tries to kind of patch relationships with him. So if you didn't see Tenet when it came out in October for however long during COVID, go see it at IMAX. It is worth it. Were I not getting married at the time, I would be there seeing that as well. So do what I can. Right these wrongs. Thanks again for listening. And as always, you guys, you can find NT Movie Reviews on all social media networks, podcast platforms, and on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.